0: again this song smoother than silk dipped in milk it's your boy blackout this is the no playing this ride podcast episode number 54 i got mostly news not a lot of sports and music this go around but i figure i give it to you the way i can the only way i know how that's rough rugged and raw son no really i just been um i've done this like three or four times already because i got what um black people from the south i think everywhere we call it Cold. We got cold stuck in the back of your throat, we'd be hacking it up, it's really just mucus, I don't mean to be gross, but I really want to know what that term came up with, I don't know who invented the cold. I don't know, I guess it's like you mining your throat, I don't know man, anyway, let me go ahead and jump into this news real quick man, um, one third of the holy trinity, that is Netflix, Facebook, and Amazon, Amazon is offering free shipping throughout the holidays, figured I would bless y'all with a tad bit of good news before I get into really bringing your spirits down, but I just had to drop that off on you real quick, so bam, dead that go, enjoy that bit of news. Order something. If you want, order something for me. The holidays are coming around, and I give you this podcast for free, baby. I ain't got no Patreon or nothing. Give back. Give me something. I can't get a tweet, an email, a Facebook, none of that, so give me something. I'll put y'all money together, and give me anything that start with Zoom H something. So if you don't know what that is, that's a, the Zoom is a, the type of microphone I'm using. So I'm using the Zoom H1, which is really the most basic one they got. And it's working out for me. But if you want to get me something better, by all means, and I can promise you, you won't have to return it because I'm not going to get this for myself. I don't love myself enough for that. So if you are gracious enough to get me a Zoom H anything, and it can be a Zoom H1 because the one I got is old, baby. I need that new, new, or at least refurbished enough that i can't tell it's not new and i'll appreciate it anyway if you want me to be better if you want this to be better go ahead and give me that zoom h1 through whatever they got i don't know because them prices they hefty but y'all got it i feel like y'all got it it's gonna be good it's gonna be a good holiday for y'all y'all gonna be blessed with lots of money so y'all can buy me gifts g-i-f-f-f's gifts and i made the f's plural because i meant to say s. Anyway, moving on. I'm going to jump into this news for real. Not to bring spirits down, but I got to tell you all what's going on in the world. So, uh, the mayor of North Ogden in Utah was killed while deployed as part of the National Guard. Sad state of affairs. This man leaves his job as the mayor of a city in um, Utah, deploys to Afghanistan, and ends up being killed. Now, I don't know. How often this happens? Hopefully, it doesn't. Uh, People, it's kind of like the Pat Tillman thing. People, they they roll out, they get in, they got. I'm not gonna say that they get ambitious, but they get spun up, they get a fire lit into them, and they decide they want to go serve their country. More power to them. And they get out there, and then something bad ends up happening to them. I just think it's tragic. You went from a job, a cushy job, right, and you decided to leave that to go serve your country. Your family deserves the highest praise possible for allowing you to go do that and take your time away from not only your your job, but your household to go do what you believed in. As a mayor, I'm pretty sure there's some way he could have got out of this, even though he's obligated via contract. There's a way he could have kind of, I feel like he could have kind of spun out of this and went and did something else or copped out, tried to cop a plea, I mean, and say, yo, I can't do it, I got my obligation to the city, whatever. No, this man chose to go ahead and serve his country. He ended up paying for it. It's unfortunate, man. He's this, this guy leaves behind seven kids, man. And I don't really know what to say. One time for Brent Taylor out of North Ogden, Utah, man, um, the lieutenant governor was apparently talking about speaking on it, too. He said he hated it, that he had to talk about it like that. But there's a risk. You know, when you decide to serve your country, you immediately... Um, You immediately multiply or increase the chance of your life being ended early or you being seriously injured. So shout out to all who decide to answer the call and go do that. I appreciate you. I respect you. Um, One time for your family, much love to all the veterans and the guys currently serving on active and reserve duty. We appreciate y'all here in the U.S. of A. Thank you for everything that you do. Just just uh, prepare your families when you guys go out because you never know what can happen. Much love to this guy and everybody who was in, attached to him and his family. That's a tragic situation. In other news, um, Idaho teachers are under investigation for wearing border wall costumes for Halloween. Apparently, a group of educators decided it was a good idea to dress up as the border wall with Make America Great Again going across the costume. They decided that dressing up in stereotypical Mexican clothing was also a good idea as well. And they took a picture and it got posted to social media. I don't know where um, people's heads are at when they do things like this. And this is crazy, like, I've been living in America my whole life. I've traveled outside the country, but one thing I know for sure, being have lived on both coasts, and not to be funny, but Mexicans are everywhere. I'm sorry, and this is not me being, I'm not being a jerk or no shit like that because I'm, I'm really sensitive about this because I live so close to the border, but Mexican people are everywhere. They move throughout the country. They're slowly taking back what's actually theirs. That's neither here nor there, but they, they move everywhere. Some of them are rural people. They know how to work crops, they know how to farm, so they go to places where they can get work working on farms. Makes sense, right? Move with the seasons, follow the crops, making money. So I don't know how people who the people who took this didn't think that that would be caught on social media by somebody of Mexican descent or by somebody who at least had good interaction with Mexicans or by somebody Mexican themselves. I don't know how they didn't think that this would be seen by anybody or they were just brazen in their attempt to do it. And I realize this is Idaho. This is not California. This is not Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, Oklahoma, Nevada, Colorado, Anywhere else in the southwest, I might have forgot, I realized that this is not the state. This is not that state. But you're still in the U.S. And we still have citizens from fucking everywhere. So for you to do that, one was fucking stupid. And two was fucking really stupid. I was going to say brave, but I changed my mind last minute. And this is what the politicians are talking about, the guys on the left when they say the rhetoric. And me considering myself as a person that's now, I put myself firmly in the middle, as if I'm I'm willing to listen to what each side has to say. And then I'll make my decision based off of that. That's why I feel like I'm mad in my life. I'm willing to listen to what each side has to say, then from wherever I get the most information I like, I'm going to vote accordingly. But this is what people on the left are talking about, the rhetoric that has come from the 2016 2015 campaign the 2016 election of the current president people now don't feel the need to be respectful and some people may feel like they don't need to hide their feelings anymore they just say whatever the fuck they want and it's cool to have your opinion it's cool to have your thoughts feelings emotions all that but once you go out your way to disrespect somebody else you fucked up and you're wrong and people are seeing that because hopefully these people lose their jobs because I don't want people like that teaching my children. That's me. And I don't live in Idaho, and I'm not going to pretend to understand or know what the demographics are there. One can assume, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do it. And I don't give a fuck about whoever's investigating them Say there was no malicious intent. But what was the intent? The intent was to be funny, was to get a laugh. But to get that laugh, it had to be done at the expense of people from south of the border. So what the fuck you mean? There's no malicious intent. It's full of malicious intent, and for you to say otherwise it's just asinine. It's completely disrespectful, 100%. But then again, it all depends on where you are in the world, where you are in the country, how do you view things. This is this is stupid. It's beyond fucking stupid. And then, it goes further. There's other dumb instances that happened. A man in Kentucky dressed up his child as Adolf Hitler. I don't know why people feel comfortable other than the reason that is that they may live in a situation or in a location where nobody can get to you. There's a guy, I was watching a documentary on, uh, I think it was Vice or something on HBO where this guy named his son Adolf Hitler. That man's gonna have to deal with that for the rest of his life unless he changes his name when he becomes an adult. No matter what he does, no matter where he goes, no matter what he learns in relation to him being around other people, people from different backgrounds, whether they be black or Jewish or Hispanic or whatever, he's going to have the name Adolf Hitler given to him by his father. And then the dude's wife ended up leaving him because he's just making life too hard because of his quote-unquote beliefs. But my question is for people who are racist, who are separatists like that, if you know any of them, ask them this question for me or just share this, share this little bit of the podcast with them. How brave of you, how brave are you to have these beliefs but then never go outside? You dig what I'm saying? Because if you have these beliefs but then you, you capsulize yourself or you, you put yourself in situations where you never see anything outside of that, how strong are your beliefs really? Because every time I see these individuals, people like this, who are this extreme with it, they never have to go outside their bubble. They're always stuck in this, in this little spot where they don't move outside of that. The orbit, the orbit isn't wide. So I under, I'm trying to understand, like, how do you feel like your beliefs are really this strong when you don't test yourself? Go out, experience things, meet people of different backgrounds, and see if you still feel that way after a while. See if you're still strong in those convictions that you have that you don't like people from wherever or they look like whatever or they believe in whatever. Go out and see, because now this young man is going to have to live with this, this incident for the rest of his fucking life. Especially the way social media is. This asshole probably took pictures of it and put it up. I didn't read too much into the story because I got mad as soon as I looked at it. But people are going to learn real quick. They're going to learn real quick that people are getting less tolerant. And, and I'm not even talking about black people, which is Adolf Hitler shit, I'm talking about white people. And I said this a while ago, like, white people are really starting to piss off other white people. And shit is getting dangerous for y'all. The, uh, it's political, politically motivated, media maneuvered, white-on-white crime is getting outrageous at these rallies. And I'm just sitting back like, well, it ain't just us. Pay attention to what you're doing and think about it before you, you get so caught up in being funny or proving a point. That you don't ruin your life or something. Because just like these Idaho teachers who I hope all get fucking fired. But they probably won't. They'll probably get the slap on the wrist. This is going to be on them for the rest of their lives. But just like this guy in Kentucky. They're probably in a little spot where nobody's going to fuck with them or care about it. Also, in Kentucky. Two high school girls decided to dress up as the, the shooters from Columbine. That's what we're wasting our time doing on Halloween. think about this though if they're in high school they probably ain't even really old enough to know what happened when this shit actually went down these are babies doing this who okayed this who gave them this idea once again they probably in their little circle of friends and they thought it was cute and they thought it would be funny to dress up as these people now I bet they won't do that shit in Colorado how about that shit Go to Colorado and dress up like the guys from the fucking Columbine shoot and see what them people out there do to your ass. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, even with these politicians and these people that, um, that are on these TV networks, like I say it all the time, there's, especially on Fox News, there's two guys I want to punch in the face, two of, two of the guys on that show, the five, the guy that sits in the middle and the guy that sits all the way to the and haven't taken the time to know their names because they're useless to me. But I, if I was to ever see one of those guys in public, hey, man, let's, let's fight it out. You talk a big game. You talk real tough on TV, we might have to squabble. And I'm just joking, but that's how I want to act a lot of times when I hear them talk. Like I, can, I can listen to anything for the most part and take the good and the bad, but just, like, the mannerisms, you know, the body language things, the, the emphasis on certain words is, like, it'll make you want to punch a motherfucker in the face. Kind of the same way I feel about Bill O'Reilly. But I'm gonna move on because I'm getting too heated, and that's that's bad for everybody involved. Yeah. Speaking to somebody else who needs to ask what this 15-year-old boy strangled his mother in Florida, my home state. Whoop-de-do. Over an argument, uh, uh, apparently this boy be over bad grades. So apparently him and his mom had an issue with his grades, and he decided to strangle her to death. He told the police it took him 30 minutes. He sat there with his bare hands and took 30 minutes to kill his mother. Then got his friends to help him to go hide the body a mile away at some type of fire pit. Went to the corner store to get a drink to celebrate. And then he tells the police that he deserves an Oscar for how he acted on the phone because he called 911 and portrayed the whole thing as a robbery. And uh, the sheriff down there I think it's Volusia County. Volusia County, I think is how you say it. He was saying that this is like one of the coldest things he's ever seen and that this kid has to be like a sociopath. And I would agree. For somebody to sit down that calmly and tell somebody some shit like that, like you've just accepted that you're a fucked up individual and you don't see the fault with what you did. But it takes, it takes a bad motherfucker to struggle somebody for 30 minutes. 30 minutes with your bare hands kill somebody. There's got to be something wrong. Over something that small, if you and your mom, I guess, getting it too. My question is, where was his father? Is his father alive? Is his father around? What's the relationship like? That's my question. Because anytime I hear something like this, violence in the home, like child to mother or child to father, or whatever, I'm thinking, where was the other parent? What type of influences do they have? Is that the reason that child is angry? Because apparently that weighs heavily on a child's upbringing. And lucky for me, I I had both my parents growing up. But I could see a difference on people who didn't have their fathers, how some of them acted. And this is not the shit on anybody, but there's definitely a difference in the people who had stable households and those who did not. And you can have a stable household with a single parent. But the absence of somebody, especially of a boy, not having his father, that shit is real. You can definitely tell. That's just my experience, though. That's all I'm saying. And uh a teacher in uh, California, where I'm at now, Marston Riley was arrested for fucking fighting a student. And they caught this shit on tape. Well, Of course, one of the kids in school caught it on tape. But apparently, this guy's a music teacher. And if you look at the video, I'm 35 years old. I may be biased. And I always say you got to hold teachers to a different standard. Teachers, police officers, military politicians, I'm holding you to a higher standard because public service is basically your job. First responders as well. Your job is to, is to provide a service to the people in your community or whatever area you're stationed at if you're military, personnel, whatever. If you're military, your obligations to the nation. But teachers is all about community. I will say this though. People are human. And every human being has their limit. Watching this video, I'm like, brother, I understand. Now, as a 35-year-old man, dealing with people younger than you can sometimes be, um, be frustrating. And I talk to a lot of younger guys about music, sports, whatever. And sometimes we have arguments. We come in from different experiences, similar background, different experiences, different spaces and time. So, our opinions don't always meet up. You know, levels of maturity tend to show. Now, when I was in my 20s, people 17, 18, early 20s, when, I, when I'm in my late 20s, they got on my nerves. I couldn't stand fucking teenagers because I thought they were so immature. As I moved on to like my early 30s, I was just able to sit back and realize, man, they're young. I'm like, I got to let them do their thing and let them mature before they really come speak to me about stuff I care about. I had to realize where they were. I wasn't able to to sit back and look at it, like, okay, I gotta kinda respect their youth and inexperience because that's why they're acting like this. And as you get older, it get easier, it gets easier to do, for me at least. But this man was in his 60s. And I'm not gonna hold a 60-year-old man to that standard. <laughs> when you got punk ass. Teenager talking to you a certain type of way. Calling you all these N-words and shit. And I'm not quite sure on the kids race. But this man's in his 60s. That that N-word means something to him. How it may affect me differently. Because I didn't grow up in the time period that he did. It still pisses me off. But not like it's going to get to somebody in their 60s. Because that's the type of person that's going to be mad when they hear me drop the N-word. But the amount of restraint he showed... Until he swung on that dude, for me, was, was impressive. And the young man, the young man got to learn, too. You're going to stop fucking with these old dudes. The jitterbugs, the jits, as we call them back in Florida where I come from, the jits got to learn, like, listen, I understand you young, that you feel empowered, you feel empowered, you feel bold, and you get frustrated because you can't really articulate your point when you have an issue with somebody. And I'm not quite sure what that young man got in the teacher's face about, but it couldn't have been that serious. If he didn't put his hands on you, one of your family members, I hope, I hope, I hope I'm right, but I don't see how it could have been that serious for you to try to disrespect that man in front of a classroom of his students. You know, I mean, this is a music teacher. It's not like he's going to fail you for a year. So I don't know what the issue was, but it got to the point where they were head on, and I could just see the dude getting madder and madder as the video went on, man. And I. Uh, Unfortunately, it took a turn. He ended up going to jail and had $50,000 bond, but he ended up getting out. So I'm guessing he's just awaiting his court date or whatever, but that that was, it was fucked up. Like I feel bad for both of them because this man's whole career, he's going to be judged by this. No matter what he did prior to him getting his teaching job or prior to this incident with him as a teacher, he could have had 20 plus years of service as a teacher, probably 30 if he's in his 60s, depending on when he started to teach. And this one incident that somebody recorded on the cell phone is going to define him for the rest of his life. Now, he's at the age where he could probably retire. Hopefully, he took care of his money. He could probably retire. And that's if, you know, his retirement fund is there. But this is going to stain him as a teacher until, he, until he's dead and gone. And this young man is going to be forgotten about. The young man who got up in his face, the young man who was talking all that shit, the young man who provoked him, basically. It's going to be forgotten about. By the time this kid's in his 20s, 25 years old, nobody's going to think about this shit no more. This kid can still get, end up getting this shit together and probably getting a, a small scholarship somewhere and going on to be a doctor or whatever. He got his whole life ahead of him. And he should do that because it's a mistake. He's young gets a mistake. But it's just a the dynamic is crazy when you look at it. This kid ain't even really started his life, and this young, this man is towards the end of his, and this incident happens, and it's gonna weigh harder on the man who's probably done the right thing for most of his life. And this kid is really gonna get off for the most part scot-free, if you look at it in the long scheme of things. As long as he has his head in the right direction, he'll, he'll overcome this. But for the Marston O'Reilly, it's a wrap. You might as well go ahead and retire. Because from what i seen, he swung on that kid first. And as much as I understand why you got so mad, I still got to hold you to that standard, bro. Like, I feel like he was wrong. I feel like he, sh- he should have left the classroom, but the kid wasn't. You got to kind of remove yourself. I understand you can't let a child win. I've never been a teacher, but if you about to put your hands on the kid, if they ain't put their hands on you, you got to escape that situation. And I'm saying this as a 35-year-old man. I'm 64. you re- Your patience might, your tolerance for all that might not be that. So, no disrespect, but I feel like you should have left the classroom. You are the elder. They can't come up to your level. You shouldn't go down to there. You should have handled it differently. But, hey, this is where we are, man. That's where we are. Damn. And uh, a little bit of sports-related news. Simone Biles, fourth all-around gold medal. She's the champ. So, Simone Biles. Probably going to go down to the greatest gymnast of her generation. I think she needs uh, she needs a couple more medals to catch Fetlana Corquina at 20. And then if she gets 23, if she gets more than 23, she'll have the most medals overall as a gymnast. So shout out to Simone Biles for her continued greatness. And apparently she was suffering from kidney stone prior to that. And she got it cracking without that bustsy ass and won anyway. So shout out to Simone Biles. The greatest gymnast I've, I'm going to say I've ever seen. Hands down. I don't know shit about gymnastics, but, hey, when it's on, I watch it, and she's the best, God damn it. What else did I have I want to talk to you guys about? Oh, yeah, I saw a clip of uh, President Obama, and he was uh, at, uh, on a campaign trail in, in Miami, and he got heckled. And, like, this, he just smiled. He, he said something to the effect, like, I feel like I'm back. He was kind of back in his element and he, he handled it. He just kind of wait for it to die down. You know, hey, don't cuss in front of kids. And he just kind of shrugged it off, man. And that's it, he's, he's smooth up there, man. Like I wish the current president had some of that, took some of that. I wish they communicated more. Maybe this would be a lot, maybe the country would be in a better state if we saw them talking more instead of, you know, kind of going at each other. but. I mean, that's what you kind of got to expect. I can't expect somebody that's not presidential to be presidential. And after eight years of getting shit talked about, you, your wife, your kids, I can't expect um, the former president, Barack Obama, to just let shit go. I'm not expecting that. If you hear from the left that 45 is whatever, then you hear shit about from the right that Obama is this time, the third. But hey, man, the fact to keep my mouth shut from the time I was on the campaign through my eight-year tenure, and I was quiet a little while after. Like, after that, at some point, I'm a private citizen. My glove's coming off, baby. You ask me a question, I'm telling you the fucking truth. There's no reason for me to bite my tongue, no goddamn. I'm going to give you all this work that I feel like you need if you ask me those questions. That's just my opinion on it. Another thing I got an opinion on, um, Bloods and Duval County. So, recently, I'm going through my Facebook feed and I see something about a gang arrest in Jacksonville, Florida. And the shit, that for me, it just doesn't make sense at all. Like, that's something, as a person who lived there most of my life and who really wants to go back and live there at some point, I can honestly say that that's some shit that we don't need in Jacksonville, Florida. We got enough hood problems going on as is. The last thing we need is uh, the gang the gang situation going there. And this is coming from a person who's had, um, I want to say, an admiration for gangs my whole life just about. From the time I was legit and I seen Banging in Little Rock and I seen movies like Colors and Blood In, Blood Out and all that shit, as a kid, I've been, I want to say, kind of infatuated by the whole gang culture situation. It like it—it it felt good to see people coming together and then you got I, I can't really explain it. I just know as a, as a young guy, it was something I was highly attracted to. And I'm telling you right now, had that shit been around where I was at, I probably would have been a full-fledged gang member for whatever reason, if it had been in my area, because I was young and I was influenced. I had to, but what I had was, I had the wrong influence, if I can clarify real quick. I had the wrong influence, I had the Hollywood, the movies and shit, how they, they dressed it up, they kinda glammed it up. You heard, you saw the music videos, everybody's, you know, for lack of a better term, living their best life in the music videos and shit, and then you see it in the movies and it's not real. It's not your reality because you're not around it. And when I hear about it being a part of my home, a situation, a part of a situation in my hometown, it makes me angry and it makes me nervous because that lets me know that the people that got involved in this shit don't really know what the fuck is going on. They can't have no real, no real knowledge of this. So what I, what I'm going to assume is happened is. Somebody from somewhere else. I'm not even going to say L.A. I'm going to say somebody from somewhere else moved there, got into the hood, had their past, maybe had some literature or maybe had pictures or whatever showing them being gang members, whatever, videos and all this shit from wherever they were at before. Brought that shit there, got people to buy into it, and then... There you go. And history shows if you've paid attention to any other dang any other gang documentaries, like this is how it happens. People move from areas where heavy gang activity, they go somewhere else, and then they start the hood there. And they start the hood wherever. You see it in New York, you see it in New Jersey, you see it sprinkled across the just the the West. And then it, it trickles and it drops down to the little spots on the east coast here and there. You got Crips and Bloods in fucking Atlanta. I don't know how. But my thing is this, Duval County, Jacksonville, we got enough hoods. We got more than enough hoods, more than enough neighborhoods that don't get a fucking loan. And my thing is with this is like, when, you, when you're when you in a situation where you're from a neighborhood and you don't get along with somebody in Jacksonville, you can still move around. You can still travel. You can still go places. Just if they see you, you might have an issue. And I've only really seen that happen at that big, big things like events like, they may catch you at a come-together day. They may catch you at the fair at night or whatever. They may catch you at a mall or something, but that's if they see you. Usually what happens is when people first get around gang activity or somebody who's been in the gang, they want to really feel like they're part of the gang. So they'll start wearing the colors of the gang, and they'll start, they may even pull out the bandanas, but you don't really see a lot of gang members doing it anymore, unless it's for, like, a um video shoots or they really, really like in the neighborhood. They might have on the colors or whatever, but it's not really like the old school, 1980s, 90s. You don't really see that shit no more when you see quote unquote gang members. At least I don't. So that, But that's usually what happens when people finally, when they get incorporated to the gang and they're brand new to the culture, they, they wanna do it up. It's like anything brand new, you get it, you wanna show it off. My problem with that is, once you were able to move around having issues around the city, that's cool. Once you start creating this gang culture, my opinion is a lot of that shit's going to stop. Because what happens if you got a neighborhood and that whole neighborhood becomes one gang, what that then does is create a copycat. And usually that copycat is going to be somebody who's going to create like an opposite gang. So if they got quote-unquote bloods in um, Jacksonville now, somebody is going to start a Crip gang in a rival neighborhood from their blood gang. It's only natural. That's how I've seen it happen, or I've read about it happening before. Like, okay, well, they Bloods, so we going to be Crips. And they may have somebody with some type of loose affiliation to somebody on the West Coast or somebody in New York or somebody, whatever, but you'll get, like, a copycat of the rival gang because they don't fuck with y'all, and that shit, it may look cool to them too, but they don't want to be the same gang that you are, so we're going to be the opposite gang. To let you know we beefing with you. And now you can't travel. If you guys are still doing the, the old school traditional where you wear all the colors and shit, now you can't really move around the city if you really, really about your shit. If you really gonna pick up that flag and wave it around and wear those colors out, now you really limiting yourself from what you can do. And that's one of the reasons that really pisses me off because it's gonna start copycat shit and then people gonna copy one gang and ain't really got no problem with this gang like they're gonna be like oh i'm a gd and because i'm gd we don't like bloods and that ain't even the same situation like chicago you got the gds the bds the four corner hustlers the vice lords and yes you do have Peace stones there those are the original Peace stones but they ain't got shit to do with bloods other than the Peace stone set that triple o gt roger started but the gds bds vice lords four corner hustlers all that They ain't got shit to do with Crips and Bloods. That's completely different. But what I've seen in the past is people try to put that together and be like, yo, yeah, we're going to be with the Crips and we're going to be against the Bloods when those gangs really don't have any real history together. That's what I learned. Because I believed the wrong, then I found out the real. And after living in California and talking to people that are actually involved or have been involved in gang culture, like that shit that people talk about, it's not real. It's copycat shit How do you have a gang From a neighborhood That you've never been in Like if I'm out here in California And say Hey, hey I start a group I start a, a crew A gang A clique Whatever out here Say yeah This Moncrief Whatever In California Somebody from Jacksonville Florida look at them Like they're fucking stupid Like you ain't never been To Moncrief For the in your life You ain't never been To 45th Sherwood You never been To the Caravan you know, Fucking Pottsburg None of that Ain't no caravan Out here just think about how crazy you would look. And that's why this thing, it just it just makes me mad. It doesn't make sense. Because a lot of times when I have people talk about gang membership outside of California, a lot of that shit they're saying contradicts things you hear actual California gang members say. It doesn't make sense. And I'm going to give you something. If you really want to look into gang knowledge and gang history and gang culture and all that shit, what I want you to do is go on YouTube and put in streetgangs.com. Go to streetgames.com and you'll see this dude, I think his name is Alex Alonzo. What he does is travel all over California. He's been going further out. He's been to Texas, he's been a few other places. And he interviews gang members. And he's going there already knowing his history because he's basically a historian. And he's make, making these little uh, interviews. I can say little interview, interviews, but he's making, he's conducting interviews everywhere he goes. He goes in different neighborhoods so people know who he is. He's coming there already knowing the history. And trying to figure out ways to resolve conflicts. So if you really want to know what this gang culture shit is about. Before you decide to dip your toe. And cripping and blood and all this shit. But not knowing anything. Go watch one of these interviews. And see how traumatized these gang members are. Because there's three things I can guarantee that's going to happen to you. Prison. Death. The loss of loved ones. If you watch any of those interviews. that he's done. That's the common thread. They either been to prison or know somebody's been to prison. Either they been shot or got somebody that died. That's it. And then that threat is always real. The threat of being killed is always real. The threat of going to jail is always real. And the threat of losing a loved one is always fucking real. That's what comes with being a gang member. So Duval County, we gotta get our shit together. That don't belong there. We have enough problems as is. And I don't have no disrespect in my heart for the gang members and all that shit. It's just, if it's, let it be organic. That's my thing, exactly. Like, that shit ain't, ain't organic to us. That don't belong out there. It's something that's over here, and that's an issue they got to do it over here. Now, if you're going to make it a gang about doing some positive shit, I'm all about it. But if it's rooted in the same issues that they have in California, that ain't for us, we got to leave it alone. I feel like we look silly doing that. They ain't got nothing to do with us. So hopefully this got nipped in the bud. If you got arrested because you're involved in that shit, I don't know what to say. No disrespect to you and your family members, but hey, you got to leave that shit alone. It just makes you identifiable to the police as well. So you claim affiliation to this gang, the gang in the trouble, your ass getting the trouble too. Just a little bit of knowledge on that. I ain't mean to talk too long about it, but I had to get it off my chest. Because uh, it's... it's uh. It's bothering me to say the least, and uh, I'm gonna go attempt to tie this into it. Um, black family structure, man. I, I reached out to one of the homies, and um, he told me, "Hey, man, maybe you should talk about this." I said, "What? Well, give me a topic I can talk about." And he said, "Black family structure," and this is something that can feed directly into the whole game thing. Black people, men and women, we have to be selective with who we mate with. And I'm not saying that we should alienate or whatever. I'm just saying before you get in that bed and lay down, without protection, think about the rest of your life. And I know in the heat of the moment, cool, I get it. I get it, I understand. But we got to think about going forward. Going forward, we got to do better with that. Because there's a lot of baby mamas and baby daddies out there how much better would we be as a community if that wasn't so common? And I know what happens with other races. I don't give a shit about that. It ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm talking about black people. How much better would we be, how much better off would we be if our family structure was intact? I'm not saying you got to marry somebody, stay with somebody and all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying before you get in a situation where you got to figure out what you got to do to take care of a child. Think about not making the child, if that makes sense. Be careful. Use protection. And if you're not going to use protection, make sure you're with somebody you can stand being around because our children are suffering. I wonder how many people involved in this gang situation come from broken homes because that's a common thread out in California. A lot of people that are in the gangs, like I, Hey, I didn't feel like I had a family for real or I needed some type of family structure. Now, some people come from good families They just decided to join. But a lot of times those cats come from situations where, like, I didn't feel like I had any family structure. I needed something to stabilize myself. This is who fed me. This is who put clothes on my back and money in my pocket. And that's how they end up in gangs. So I just want you to pay attention. Like, this is something we really got to pay attention to going forward. If we really want to improve our, um, ourselves, as a race, it's something we really got to think about. We really got to think about the cost of doing business when it comes to just fucking with somebody, having a kid with them, and just being like, oh, well. Because when I was coming up, I didn't notice it. or it wasn't just as common. But that baby mama, baby daddy shit, the older I got, the more common it became. And now it's just like it's standard. And it's fucking sad i love having a family i love being able to see my kids every fucking day and not having to deal with co-parenting so i'm just saying think before you fuck that's it think before you fuck to make it plain and simple think before you go in there and get in the bed think about what the outcome of that may be don't just focus on that nut protect yourself and think about your future so to put it bluntly think before you fuck and i'm gonna leave that topic alone and you also um Speaking to the homie, he said, uh, you are not your job. And that's something that's, that I think is important too, especially getting in the black community. Your job is something you do. It's not a 100% reflection of who you are. You got to remember to be whole. Just because you're a doc doesn't mean you're a great fucking person. Just because you're a lawyer doesn't mean you're a piece of garbage. Just because you work at McDonald's don't mean you don't have fucking dreams. I worked at McDonald's. I now make enough money to pay my bills. I'm never gonna say I'm comfortable. I'm not comfortable yet. I'm striving to get there, but I ain't out here just like struggling, struggling. I have my battles with bills every now and again, but I'm winning because (laughs) I'm I'm good enough to spend money to do a podcast. I'll say that much. But don't get stuck. And when I say stuck, I mean for me, I had to do something to break out of that mold because I know back at home, again Jacksonville, Florida, I saw a pattern as I worked in these fast food restaurants. And I worked I worked there for like a year or two at a time throughout high school and then a little bit after, like, I saw people who I worked with leave whatever restaurant, because I was working at a place called Crystals, I love Crystals, went to McDonald's and saw somebody that worked at Crystals working at McDonald's. And then they left and went to Taco Bell and they came back. And what I'm saying is, is like, we got to avoid that trap. You always want to have a job. I'm never going to knock anybody for being employed. But you we can't allow ourselves to be comfortable in that job. Like, once you hit a certain age bracket. If you're 21 years old and you're working a minimum wage job, you should be focused on making that the last minimum job, minimum wage job you ever have in your life. Whether it's school, whether it's military, whether it's you go become a longshoreman, whether you drive trucks, whether you're a merchant seaman, whether you do something, get certified, learn something, go to technical school, go to college. Do something to improve your life. Do something to improve your life because you can definitely be trapped. And I'm only saying that because I've been there. Like I was like, well, if I, this job at Crystal's don't work out, I go to McDonald's. and McDonald's don't work out, I try to go to Taco Bell or whatever. Because you have that experience. And then once you bounce around enough and you get that experience, it makes it easier for people to hire you because they know you know what you're doing. Like, oh, you're good for this job. And I'll never knock you for being, for being good for you, good for a job. If that's what you want to do, by all means, do it. But don't stay working the grill and the register. Go be the fucking manager. Work your way up to go be in corporate somewhere if that's what you like to do. That way you can take the knowledge you've got from bouncing around or being at one company for a long time and you can get that shit back. That's what we got to work on. And I just I just wanted to make sure that I got that off because he put that to me and I was like, yeah, that's a good topic right there. You are more than your job. Don't be so caught up in your job that you go home and take it out of your family as well. That's a big problem in the military and law enforcement and other stressful jobs. We got to do better. Damn, this was supposed to be short. I fucked this all up. Um, I'm about to shut this down real quick. Go vote. Go vote. Please go vote. Make sure your voice is heard. Get informed. It's kind of late, but you got time to do the Googles, do some research. Get your ass out there and vote. I'm not going to tell you if you don't vote, you can't talk, but... Hey, don't complain. You can talk about it, but don't complain. I sent my ballot in already, goddammit. I kind of knew which direction I was going in, but I still did the Googles. Did the Googles and looked people up because I had to do a mail-in ballot. Hopefully my shit is accounted for. But I know I voted, put the shit in the mail. Boom, I did my part. Do your goddamn part, go vote. Now. Plies. Go get my motherfucking belt. And I don't know if I left this off for last week's podcast, but if I did, I'm going to say it again. plow got to get my belt. Listen, it's one thing to criticize the Florida sports teams. But if you ain't mad enough to take your hat off and be bald like everybody else who ain't got no more goddamn hair, shut the fuck up. Take your hat off before you start talking shit about the Florida football teams. That's all I got to say about it. Take your goddamn hat off. Be bald like everybody else who's losing their goddamn hair. I will say something else that's funny, though. Um, I was looking up the pictures of Playa because I wanted to see what everybody was talking about, about his hairline, and if he still ain't cut it yet, goddamn it, it's time to go. But uh, <laughs> the fucked up thing is I saw a picture of Papoose, and boy, <laughs> boy, oh boy, like I don't know if he just didn't shave or what, but goddamn, Pap gotta let it go, man. If that's real, if it's not like a doctored picture, he gotta li- really really let that shit go because that shit is terrible <laughs> man but um yeah man if you if you go on bald man go ahead and shut it cut it off man shut it down there's no reason to keep trying to blend that shit in and get and asking the barber to do extra work uh, trying to bring you out all that bullshit Just go ahead and work on shutting it down and cutting it all off bro do what i did i eased myself into it i went from having the waves and all that shit I saw my shit thinning. I was in denial for about a cool year. And then I slowly started knocking it down even lower and lower. To the point where I was getting like a one all over. Then I got like a a half all over. Then one day I just said, fucking I cut it all off. So if this is your first time listening to this podcast, man, shave your goddamn head. Don't be out here looking crazy, halfway bald, got to wear hats all the goddamn time. Don't do it to yourself. Accept it. Be a man. Accept it. Move on. Or we'll just be comfortable looking like half eaten carpets on top of your head. God, <laughs> oh, that picture was crazy. But, yeah, you get to a certain point, man, it's time to let it go, man. They got all type of shit out there for you, man. And I'm going to be honest with you. I used to wash my hair, grease, all that shit. Cool. I spend more time now taking care of my hair than I did when I had a handful of hair. Real shit. Just real life. I spend more time now than I ever did before. Just a fact. They got all type of shit out there for you. And so if you're going bald and you're going to shave your shit off, go get you some, go on Amazon and go get some shit from this company called High Times. It's called Dare to Be Bald. It makes your scalp nice and shiny. It got all the essential oils in there and all that bullshit to keep you from getting bumps all over your head. And then get you Bump Fighter 2 to put that shit on your head after you shave. Also, there's an um, oil. I forgot what it's called. It's called Shave Secret. That's what it's called. It's called Shave Secret. You put that on your head and with some shaving cream before you shave. Make shit slick. So do all that. I'm giving y'all this free game right now. And then, Be Bald is a company. I looked at, I, didn't, I don't have none of this stuff yet. But Be Bald got nice shit for your scalp to make sure your head is looking moisturized at all times. Like I seen the picture one day. I took the other day like a goddamn peanut M&M. But I was happy. Because if I'm going be bald, I'm gonna be shiny bald, god it. Now, that's it. That's all. That's the end. You can hit me up on Gmail, no playing this ride at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter, no playing this ride on Twitter or no play two four seven capital N lowercase O capital P L A Y no play two four seven on Twitter. No playing this ride Facebook page. I'm starting the group. I'm Starting the group now. I'm looking for some admin people, mostly some of the homies. But I would really like to get somebody I don't know for shit or I don't know that well to be an admin as well. So if you're interested, let me know. And I want to grow it and making a community of. Whatever, you could talk about politics, you could promote your company, whatever it is you're doing, if you're music, comedy, if you a fucking real estate agent, whatever it is, promote that shit in there. Um, I kind of want it to be wide open, just like how I talk about everything on this podcast. That's really what I, what I want it to be. Focusing ain't really nothing I'm good at, as you can tell. But make your next day your best day. Learn something tomorrow you didn't learn today. And just be a better person, man. Be a better person. Don't let the rhetoric affect you, whether it's from the left or the right. Be who you is. You is not your job. Make yourself great again, I guess. All right, man, peace.